Hey, Chris Manning here from the Locked on Cavs podcast. Coming up today, my co-host Evan Demerle and I are going to dive into the Cavs' two losses from over the weekend. We're going to talk about Anderson Verjao and uh, some other Cavsy things kind of going on. And we're going to talk about this Collins, the, the latest in the Collins Sexton discourse that seemingly just never seems to end in some ways. That's all coming up today on Locked on Cavs, your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is also brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. On the give up, Mo Williams closed the pot, took a kick at the shot clock. Cavs in trouble, backdoor cut, let around, covered up. Verzhel has to fire a prayer. Got it! Can you believe? A little touche on Curry stop side. Irving goes inside. Tavarjo plays it up and in. We're tied. They steal. Here comes Douglas. Trying to get to the rim. Blocked from behind by Verja. A Portuguese chase down. Verja shot. Go lost for dead and he smashed it. 89-71. LeBron pocket pass to Verja. That's how they roll. Evan, it's a beautiful Sunday weather-wise. It was a beautiful weather weekend in the Northeast Ohio area. Especially after how gross it was on Friday. Like, I went for a run. Um, I'm, I'm killing one of those people. And I was miserable the entire time just from how cold and wet and windy it was. Yeah, uh, but, it, you know, we're this is going to be a, a bit of a, uh, a sullen episode just because I don't think any of this stuff is necessarily well the Andy the Andy Verja stuff is a little bit fun as as people if I get to do it um you may have heard a a Verjao re, highlights only reworked intro for this episode because I thought it would just be a fun way to spend some time so now that I've said that I, I have to do it after we finish this but Evan let's talk about these games first so yeah. Cle- Cleveland loses 122 to 93 against the Wizards and then lost 124 to 107 um against the heat where because of all the other stuff going on we are not going to be doing our normal awards here these games are larger than competitive these games are kind of weird um i evan i think for me the big thing just kind of coming out of this one i think out of these two i should say is just that darius garland gets hurt against the wizards and doesn't play against the heat and if he's injured i think obviously makes the team worse i think you saw some stuff um in the heat game like jared allen only taking three shots that is not unrelated to Colin Sack, or excuse me, to Darius Garland not playing. And it's a, it's just he's playing so well. This is just a, a bummer in a part of the schedule that's already going to kick the Cavs in the teeth a little bit. Yeah, it is a bummer for sure. I uh, hope Darius recovers and he can play a little bit to end of the season to keep building all that momentum he's just really riding on over this last <clears throat> quarter or so of the year. Years in season, of course, but I guess it'll be a real test to see if what opposing players are saying is true. If they say Colin Sexton won't pass you the ball, so that'll be interesting. But um, no, there's a lot of weird games. There's some individual stuff, like you noted, the Jared Allen thing is big. Uh, Kevin Love not taking a single shot or scoring a single point in the game against the Wizards. That's big, but we'll talk about that in a bit, like we said. And then. Uh, Isaac Okoro's defense, at least in the first half when Russell Westbrook was super encouraging. I know Russ proceeded to annihilate the Cavs in the second half, I believe. Finished the night with a triple-double off the top of my head. I'm going to check now as we talk. Yeah, 15 points, 12 rebounds, 11 assists. Isaac did an okay job containing him, and Bradley Beal scored 19 on 8 of 24 shooting, so pretty okay offensive effort there. But um, 
yeah, it's just we're entering the doldrums of the year. Um, I think if Cleveland loses Tuesday, they are officially eliminated from playoff contention. Like they're circling the drain right now, and they're getting ready to move on and focus on draft stuff. There's less than ten games to go. That's just kind of my some of my takeaways from this weekend. I think the Kevin Love not taking shots against the Wizards is objectively hilarious. Like, as someone who has... I have no stake... Do you stake, think he was trying to make a statement to the Cavs? Or? I, I, I don't really know if he did. It's funny. If not, it's still funny. Like, it is just funny to me. Because I, I am I have no... I, I am beyond the point I have emotional investment in this stupid, stupid organization. Like, it is, like, it is not worth my mental energy. Um, I... There's a lot of other reasons that we're not going to get into here for why that's the case. You you know a bunch of them actually, but um, mm-hmm. I, I think you as in the listeners or you and me. As no, in as me. as in you. You know because you and I have talked about it, and you sort of yeah. know where I stand on a lot of stuff that has driven me nuts um, over the last several years. But like, I just kind of think that it's funny, and like uh, the, you know, we'll talk about the Joe Varden piece. I don't think like that's totally inaccurate. I do think it's just insane that Kevin Love didn't get zero shots. There's definitely shots I feel like he could have taken that he maybe normally would have taken. It's just weird. Like, it's just weird. Like, everything about this whole thing, this weekend of the Cavs' existence is weird. Like, we'll talk about the Verjao thing, but that was like a mid-NFL draft, like a news dump. Um, yeah, I was at dinner for a friend's birthday because we're all vaccinated. We can go do that stuff now. And I got the notif, and then I got three friends who texted it to me, and then I got proceeded to ask by my significant other, 45 minutes later, why have you been on your phone for the majority of dinner? I'm like, I think I'm getting pranked. Hold on. Um, yeah, this is just, yeah, mid- middle of the first round, second round, second round, ballsy move by the Cavs. So, any what, what did you make of the Heat game? Um... Just kind of a, I don't know. The the Cavs hung tough in the first half, and the, I mean they were outscored thirty eight to twenty four in the second quarter. But the first quarter was super encouraging, but the second quarter got past them, and then things just kind of fell apart. Like I think the cat or not the Cavs, the Heat posted it, but they said like their key play of the night was, I think it was either Tyler Harrow or Duncan Robinson. One of the two hit like a huge three quarter that just kind of broke the Cavs back. Like. I don't know. There's a reason why this is still the majorly same Miami Heat team. There's a reason why they made the NBA Finals last year, and I think they're kind of gearing up and showing that they're not really as bad as their record indicates. And I don't know. I think the Cavs are getting ready to pack it in for the year, too. I mean, the Wizards game for me, that's what it felt like with Kevin Love. He's like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> Let's go home. Cancun on three or Utah. I don't know. Um. I just think this season's going to end in like a dud. That's why I feel like this is headed. And that's super unfortunate because I think there's been some very fun stuff this season. I think next season could be really interesting depending on how the offseason goes and, and whatnot. Um, I, I think like Darius Garland has had some really, really good stuff. I think Isaac Okoro um, has, you know, like I, I think like the, in the Varden thing, like he said, like Okoro has struggled. I think he's been incredible in defense and obviously the offense is what it is. But I think the defense is like just incredible for for a, a guy his age and and what they've thrown at him like i there's a lot that's just sort of wrong there's a lot that i sort of like um i don't feel like we're gonna learn anything significant these last like nine games now or whatever many games are left like i, I think we're gonna get a slog of stuff um like yeah. the sun's game the sun's game on tuesday might just be like a, a murder it could be a murder, or it could be like a weird fluke game. I don't know. That's that's the v- impression Cleveland's giving me now. Is like this could be a blowout, or the Cavs could be feisty and somehow pull out a, a, a win like they did against the Brooklyn Big Three's first game. Not saying it's going to be to that intensity because at least the Nets were playing for something still then. Um, 
I don't know. I'm a little. It, it could be a slaughter, or it could be bad. And then they play Portland immediately after that, and that could be rough as well. So you know who I just want to end on this. You know who I think is the, the probably the the person I empathize most with in this. It, it's JB Bickerstaff. I do too. He didn't sign up for some of the drama that comes with coaching this team sometimes. Well, like I, I do think JB saying we've got to find a way to get him involved and find ways to get him shots is just like I'm not gonna like play. JB. I think to his credit is not gonna do any of the public like shaming of dudes unless it's like he, he will not throw his players under the bus. He usually takes the blame for most things. Like Colin Saxon and Darius weren't attempting threes. He said it's his fault, not theirs, and he will continue to say that. Yeah, I, I think JB like hope he gets a very long vacation. I do too. Um, you know, Chris, JB, I, I know or have a good feeling at least that his job is safe. But, you know, for those who might need a new job, you know, who could help them out? Yeah, that's our friends at Indeed. So, Indeed is the job site that makes hiring easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must have qualifications and schedule com- and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy. With tools like Instant Match giving you quality candidates whose resume and Indeed fit your job description immediately and Indeed skill tests that on average reduce hiring time by 27%. You can choose from more than 130 skill tests then add your must-have requirements only and so you only pay for applications that meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times as many hires than all the other job sites, job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your post at Indeed.com slash locked. Again, get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, Evan, let's uh, let's talk about Anderson Verjao and... Mm-hmm. Uh, you find you Kag- Bailey. Uh Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with Andy or, or with or with Kagan Bailey? Um, you know, both are kind of fun topics to discuss. Like you said, it's a little bit of a more somber episode, but mm, dealer's choice. You, you you steer us. All right, let's just let's talk about Andy because okay, I think it is. Obje- I just want to point out that it is objectively hilarious that the order of operations for them was so, could have been so much simpler than like how it's going to end up playing out here. Like, if they had just, like, not signed Jeremiah Martin to a two-way deal and signed Kagan Bailey to that deal or, like, you know, did the hard, hard applied for the hardship exception, as has been kind of indicated, might be a, a way for them to bring him in or whatever. Can, can teams apply for that twice? Because I thought they initially applied for that when, gosh, but, um, what's his fate? The, sh- the short point guard who played here for a little bit. I can't, because he, he barely played, but you know what I'm Yogi saying. Yogi Ferrell? Like, yeah, Yogi Ferrell, that's it. Um... There, well, can, can teams okay. apply for it more than once? I, I don't know. Um, our best friend Chris Fudor of Gliving.com reported that they were applying for it. So that, that's true. Our, our, again, our best friend in the whole wide world. Um, I I think the th- I think it's just funny that you could have just like signed him and done this thing as like a PR thing if you really wanted to. It made it much easier on yourself. And instead, they picked the most complicated way to possibly do it. Are you saying complicated despite, as in extending like, Cog and Bailey and then announcing the signing a couple hours after? Yes, or like doing this and then being like also um, like the the team Twitter account basically confirmed it by tweeting a gif of Wild Thing and not Anderson, not the Verja Wild Thing, but 
the Rick Vaughn character from Major League, that wild thing, but that is confirming that wild thing was going to come to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Like, yeah. it already is, like, out in the ether as, like, a thing. And it's weird, but they just handle it in a bizarre way. It's also just, like... Like, Andy Andy's not a real... Like, he's been out of the league for several years now. He played in Brazil. Um, I, I This is, like, he's going to retire as a calf kind of thing, which I'm all for. I think that's dope. Yeah, I think like that's if cool. you Even if you wanted to, like, give him the Udonis Haslam contract, like, that's fine with me. I don't really care, but it's just, like, this whole thing is... Just, like, nothing is ever normal with this organization. Uh, I mean, if he's a good locker room guy, I guess the UD thing, but, yeah, no... Like I like I, I don't know. I thought I was getting pranked when I saw this news. I like there's I'm sorry who? And I think you texted me saying I got the Verigel stuff. I'm like, what Verigel stuff? I was already died at first, but it's it's so obtuse. Do you do you I hope he gives us like a thirty minute media availability. That's all I really want out of this. Um, like if I get that, that's a win for me. How long was Delhi's media availability when he was traded back? Okay, but Delhi also like doesn't like to talk, and I think Andy, if I remember correctly, was a little more like chatty. Yeah, he was a chatterbox, but I'm just saying, like, did the Cavs roll out Delhi right away when he was traded back? We'll well, the Cavs don't roll it in. Their general manager has spoken only when it like is again. Like, I think the I think everyone's focusing on the heel the, boy the heel. We got another segment. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 there's one specific thing in there that I think is like actually exactly right, but whatever. Um, I think the th- I think the thing with Andy is like if you're gonna do this and he gets to play a little bit and like end his career in Cleveland, I'm actually I think that's fine. Like, like yes, you could have just done this in the summer, and like done like the one day signing thing. But like you'll get to yeah. like if it's like kind of like a trot him out in front of the thing and create some buzz. Like I, I teams are gonna do that. The Cavs I think are certainly a team that will do this kind of stuff. Like it's 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 not my money. It's harmless. Like again, yeah. you made it more complicated than it needed to be. And why didn't you do this like a couple months ago or something? Like I don't know how this. Like I would love to know like how this sort of came about. Um, and I tend to think that this came from a certain place at the top of the organization more than it did like the front office necessarily. Um, it's weird. it's all it's it's all weird. It's just all weird and just like okay, this is a thing that's happening right now. Yeah, it really is. And do you kind of feel for Kagan Bailey at all? Like he we're gonna have an interesting little discussion about like the uniqueness of his contract or the fun things the Cavs could do with his contract. But yeah, I mean, it feels like probably feels good. Cause he, his basketball future more or less was riding on this Cavs stint. And he was able to get a multi-year deal. Do you think he's bummed that his moment just kind of got thrown in the dirt, like almost immediately? No, I mean, I, I think for Kagan Bailey, like this is a chance to stick with the organization, probably playing summer league. Yeah. Um, that's... I, that that's as far as I understand it, like a pretty clear lock uh, for him. He's going to be on the summer league team. I think you'll see like you could say Fiondu Kagan Bailey is too locked on Cavs. Continue. Okay. Anyway, um, I I think I think like he's obviously going to still have to earn a roster spot next year. Um, oh yeah. You know, like I, this is not like by any indication. That this is like I I think like if you're going to rank him like among the other young guys, like I think Dean Wade is still pretty clearly ahead of him. Um, yeah, like, like I, 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 Dean Wade's just like proven to be like a useful NBA player, and Kagan Bailey just hasn't either here or or with the Clippers. Uh, the other thing, just note about this is that like, like the Cavs did with Alfonso McKinney and with Jordan Bell's contracts, the Cavs could do a thing where like if they make a deal in the offseason, they could send him out to another team and give that team like a little bit of cap relief because of the non guarantees. And, like, that's a way just to sort of, like, make use of that contract. I, I get why a guy like Hagen Bailey signs it. Um, I don't think it's, like, a total I, – I, I, again, like, I, I'm more interested in some other younger guys on the roster. But, like, this is this is what it is. I think the Verja stuff is just much more of, like, a like – a, 
I'm much more interested in that just because it is so random and out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. I'm fascinated to see, like, first game out with the Cavs, how many minutes is Andy actually getting? Is he I'm just like, up? like, is he, like, I just want to know, like, is how good of shape is he in? Like he's 38, he ruptured his Achilles during his, you know, all-star level season, and he's just been on a steady decline since then, and he hasn't played, like, NBA ball in four years. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to watch apparently he was a beast in the brazilian leagues but i don't know i mean that's a massive step down and he didn't play this year he played last year when he won a title with the team he was playing with in brazil i think he also won mvp and i think he also owns the team so you know keep on working andy i i this is all just quite bizarre um oh yeah I do, I do just enjoy when the Cavs actually have the good relationships with some of their like franchise legends because like it's out there that they didn't, they don't always have a great relationship with Zdrunas Olgowskis. Um, so it's like, yeah, it's Z, it's Andy, Booby a little bit, Brad Doherty. I mean, yeah, you want to Larry Nance Senior, obviously, and Mark Price, but more recent stars, like you said. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, that was kind of it. Um, I don't know. This is just this is both these things probably ultimately don't matter that much. No, I mean, I, I have a Nandy Varejao jersey, and I jokingly told my girlfriend, like, I'm going to wear it during the game. And then I tweeted, retire 17 from the the, the pods account, because y'all know how I feel about Andy Varejao if, if you're a regular listener. Can I get off a hot take about jersey retirements before we go on to the next segment? Um, sure, I'm interested to hear it. I, I think jersey retirements are stupid. So do you think teams should just honor the numbers and players I, like a ring I think you should. Thing? I think you should honor numbers, put them in the rafters, honor your best players. You don't need to retire numbers. Yeah. Unless it's two for Kyrie Irving. Anyways, folks, if you want to <laughs> bet on the Cavs like, to wrap I, up well, the Tennessee. Okay. Hold, 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 hold on. <laughs> if you want to honor like Jackie Robinson or someone like that, that's dope with me. I think or, otherwise, like whatever. Or, or LeBron James over Michael Jordan. Yeah, I'm smelling what you're stepping in. Uh, don't worry, dude. Yeah, everyone retired 23 for the true GOAT. But if you want to bet on the Cavs and wrap up the rest of this season, you should use our friends at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, but you can track, and all, you can track all the action at BetOnline. This week had a ton of sports actions on the go as the NFL Draft was on and the Kentucky Derby was back as the first leg of the Triple Crown began this weekend. So, if you want to hear more about that and others, get all the news you need, odds, and info from all your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, only if you use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Also, want to tell you about our friends at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. The new improved Built Bar is even deliciouser, and they have obviously their six newest flavors: caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and apple and crisp, among others. They also just dropped a mocha bar that I'm very excited to try. Um, that they just is it released. like a regular mocha bar, or is it is it one of like the a puffs? Mocha, like a no, it's like a regular mocha bar. Huh, like a sounds mocha. great. I know. I love a mocha. I love a nice coffee flavored item. Are you I, like a coffee flavored ice cream is like delicious, but like I'll take a coffee flavored protein bar. Yeah, I mean, coffee's not my. It's a good. It's a good flavor for ice cream for sure. And yeah, mocha is the way I like my coffee too. But yeah, no, that sounds like a delicious built bar flavor. I mean, but all the flavors are delicious in my humble opinion. Oh yeah, like I mean, Evan, I know one of your favorites is cookies and cream. And if you know mm-hmm. you want to get a protein bar with seventeen grams of protein. 
just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Get the cookies and cream, built bar, and get your snack on and enjoy it. And it'll be delicious. Right now, get a free cooler with purchase that is while supplies last. And go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Okay, Evan, last segment here. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this. Uh, the Athletics Joe Varden wrote a piece that was centered around Kevin Love um, and why the situation is worse than it looks from the outside. The thing that everyone has taken away from it is the the Colin Sexton of it all. Yeah, the Colin Sexton footnote is what people really ran with here. I got to tell you, I, I I don't think there's anything actually like super like that. I understand why people are going to be defensive of the players they, they root for and love. Yeah. Um, I, I think there are times where like I, I actually really empathize with Colin Sexton in terms of like he didn't ask for some of this and then it gets put upon him and projected on him in terms of like the not just the fandom, but like His the Cavs. Teammates. Well, and the organization, the organization yeah. just being like, "Hey, you're like our guy." Um, I, I that's obviously not anything. I think he did. He didn't ask to be drafted in the first draft after LeBron James left. Like that. That is all yeah. true. It just happened. Life is a funny thing. Yes. I also, I also, the the discourse around him is just like I think silly. But I think overall, this article is it like wrong? I don't think there's anything that I actually think of like in terms of if you're asking me to like form opinions on this from the outside, and like sort of and the conversations and like I think we've both had with different folks in and around the organization or different teams like. I don't think this is actually, like, totally, like, wrong. Some of this isn't, like, new. Like, the Kevin Love of it all is, like, yeah, this is, like, sort of, like, how this this is basically kind of what I think a lot of what we said last week. Yeah, I mean, it's complicated because, yeah, the Sexton thing is easy to get hung up on for sure, and I understand why people did, but, like, this is a lot about being Kevin Love being upset, and I said, yeah, like I said, I don't disagree with a lot of it. Like, I don't know if we can necessarily, we'll, we'll talk about the Sexton thing, but, like, Love has reasonings to be upset this is stuff you and i have discussed before this is stuff that's known like initially this team has promised to still compete for the playoffs and it was a dan gilbert decision not a kobe altman one but it's just it's tough because i also don't know how to approach some of these things but it, it makes a lot of sense and i agree with a lot of it because you and i consume content with this team because we want to regurgitate our opinions based on that content on here so like we're paying attention and focusing on all this but if you have at least a little bit of an understanding of this team, you yeah, you have an idea. Like, yeah, this makes sense. This all makes sense. It all lines up. I I can understand. I, I think if you watch the games and you, like, evaluate this, like, Colin Sexton, we can look at this, and I think you can say, like, sometimes, like, there are times where he gets really bad tunnel vision. And there are some times where, like... Yeah, it's, it's one of our biggest criticisms of him at times. Like and I, I people will be like, oh, the the assists are similar to blah blah blah, or the assist percentage is similar to blah blah blah. Like, or he's averaging X amount of potential assists. It's the people around him, not the player. Like, Colin Sexton has like a thing where like I think he really only makes the simple reads at a high level. Like that is the stuff for him that is is ultimately like where he's most successful at. And that's not a, a bad thing either. Well, there's also like a lot of very good players that are like that. Like I, I made the Levine thing last week. I think that's like Levine. I got some pushback on that from someone I was talking to from a team that was like, okay, Levine's also like six five and like way more athletic. I'm like, yeah, that's true. Um, I think it's just like some of this comes from the Cavs just being like a very goofy organization, and like I, I yeah. think there's some. I, I, I do think that is some of it. I think like like the Cavs just are this weird thing. I think so, I think some of it can be like. 
like you just you have things that clearly are, are different and isn't working and like I think it's a little nuts that Jared Allen like somehow only had three shots when when you know when Darius isn't playing and I don't think I think it's just fat, flat out factual that um like Garland has much better chemistry than I also just think like it is yeah. on the Cavs like that the way that they have used Colin Sexton in his three years like some of it just by circumstances some of it just by choice or whatever like I don't think they've always made him like an off like pushed him in ways that are sort of like diversify his game and make some of this take some of the this out of his hands like they've empowered him in in very direct ways which has worked mm-hmm. in a lot of ways because he's had some amazing games but like you've also had instances where like you know, like it's it's. I, I wrote the, I wrote in my notebook if you're the sort on Friday about his cutting, and it's like look at those clips. A lot of those are when it's Delhi, not Garland, and like I, I can't explain why that why Sexton isn't cutting like that with Garland on the floor. I think that's a little bit weird. There's just so much of this that is just like maybe a product of the time, maybe a product of things aren't working right now. But like I, it like it is like it is it is what it is to some degree. But it's also just like. People are taking way too much stock of young. It's tough to evaluate. Evaluate He's twenty-two. Young, yeah, young. It's tough to evaluate these young players and say, okay, this is what they're going to be. I fell victim to it. A lot of us have fallen victim to it. But you got to put it in context. It's also a bad team. If you drop these players with like the Utah Jazz, let's use the Phoenix Suns because young players look great next to Chris Paul. Like, it's tough to evaluate these things because things are so fluid behind the scenes and there's no true certainties unless you have a truly bona fide franchise guy. Um, it's tough. Like, uh, yeah, I think people have been unfair with him. I think it's been against Colin cause he was the pick attached to the Kyrie trade. He wore Kyrie's old number. And then it goes into the season where people were upset because they thought maybe if they traded the Brooklyn pick, LeBron would have stayed or maybe the Cavs thought they'd be a playoff team. Like the vets were upset. They ran into the media. Like, it's the odds have been stacked against Colin from the moment he was picked by this team. And like you said, he didn't choose any of this. And that's the hardest pill for me to swallow. Like, do I think that Colin has some areas that he could like push to be a little bit different? Yes. And like, like ultimately I, I know like some people like will not like to hear this. I think ultimately like you're, you probably are having to pick between him and Garland. Like yep. it's either, it's either you pick or one of them goes to the bench, or and you and you one of them gets a much smaller role, and then ultimately you're not going to pay them in a certain amount of money. Like it is just really hard to build the team with two six one guards, and like the Portland mm-hmm. thing that the Cavs have cited as like a, as an example and stuff. Like, or if you are like, a regular Cleveland Cop podcast listener, you say it's like the Jazz, and I, I I think about it. Well, like you look at like the let's the Blazers, like the first McCollum extension was like extremely cheap and that gave you time to like figure it out. I don't think like Sexton and Garland are necessarily on the trajectory for like a no, what is C- the current equivalent of like a ten C- million dollar a year. Ten million dollar yeah. Better part of his rookie year in the G D League. Not even the G League yet. So it's yeah, like you said, it's different trajectories as well. Like I just think some of this just becomes like extremely dramatic for no reasons. I empathize with Colin. I empathize with like I I wouldn't. I am not surprised that like some people find him frustrating to play with either though. That's the other thing about this. Like yeah. there are just things that he has to either he has to figure out if he's gonna like demand the kind of usage that he is. Like I understand yeah. like his his passing has gotten better, all that stuff. There yeah. are still things where it's just like Colin, you gotta just make the easy pass and like think yeah. of the bigger picture here. Yeah. No, that's. That's where I get frustrated as well, and that's kind of like what we're talking about too. Is like I'm sure maybe there's other teammates of Collins as well, past, present, and future, who will be frustrated at the fact that maybe he's getting a little bit too much shine. He's using taking so many shots. Like that's everyone's argument. It's like, oh, he's the team's best player and most efficient shooter. Why isn't he taking all the shots? 
yeah, sure, that makes sense, but it's a team game. You can't go one against five every single time out there. And, yeah, I'd be frustrated, too, if I was his teammate, especially if, like, these are guys who are maybe trying to get their next check or worry about the next extension. Like, Jarrett's extension eligible this year, and he is going to be facing free agency. What if Colin Sexton costs him a few million? The other thing that I will I will just, like, I think I, I, think I need to say about this sort of bluntly is, like, I do think the Kobe Altman... The most imp- the thing that I got the biggest smile out of out of this is um oh as soon as I read that I thought of you I'm like Chris Manning is nodding his head in agreement when he gets to I, this point I I uh I was I I'm, there's a gif that I can't think like a meme that I can't I'm thinking of, of just is it like, the is it Leo and he's like leaning backwards and smiling and clapping uh it it could be that or it could be like the the Chris Evans in Knives Out where you like is like he's got that little smirk on his face he's, he's like eating something he's just I th- like, yeah when he thinks yeah. he's gonna get yeah. away with it and he has that hole in his sweater that's really distracting yes um it is incredible that like like I I don't I can't exactly tell you like if players give a shit if like he's giving press conferences, but it is actually very funny that like he only does them when he either has to, or it's like a a situation where he's going to like, it's going to give him easy quotes. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of a timeline, at least in the last year and some season and some change. It was the drum impressor. Um, Then the preseason after like when they traded for Andre, then the preseason after that. Right. And then we didn't hear from him until Isaac's introduction in between all that too. And then you fast forward to the Jared Allen trade. Like that's the last time we've heard from Kobe. It's just weird. Like he, he hardly speaks to the media. Yeah. And like GMs speak less than coaches, but like JB has had to like do all the talking for the team basically in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. Like Griff would hold regular meetings with the media. Yeah. And I, it, I mean, honestly, like I honestly, sometimes I would just like, like to just like ask Kobe about basketball stuff. Cause I just don't understand yeah. what he thinks he's about a, like, He's anything. a brilliant mind. I'd like to pick it. Well, more. okay. Like I don't, I let's, let's, brilliant i don't know if i want to go brilliant but like he's an nba general manager who 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 works for the team i cover for i would just like to have more access to him i'm saying maybe not brilliant but he knows more than we do on basketball operation stuff because we could ask him these questions like oh what do you think about this you can kind of have a little bit of a rapport that's what i was that's, trying to that's say that's the point and, and and it's also just like funny that when he has the rapport it's like like i'm not going to give examples because it's there's with people a certain that I, writer well the not just that, but there's also just like a, a layer of like, it doesn't feel like, it never feels authentic to me. I generally, I just think this organization is incredibly stupid. Like the Dan Gilbert through line of the Varden piece, like is rings true. Like it just yeah. does. And that, that's just sort of like, like I, I was tomorrow's show. Uh, we have been, I've been Oliver on, but Evan had, Evan had something so we could make the recording. But um, Ben, Ben and I were talking about the Cavs after we talked about his book, bubble ball. And, he he said something about the beeline hire that I had never really like thought of in terms of like yeah that's the thing he openly admits like and it's something I've said too the beeline hire was a Dan hire Kobe was looking well, at assistants they, in the league yeah like Jordy Fernandez types and um and they then you know like Altman like goes yeah. around and like gives the quotes being like this was my hire blah 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 blah. We've rehashed that. We've talked about that a bunch. But my point is that, like, the, the beeline thing was, like, this, like, attempt at, like, culture setting. And it's, like, let's hire this, like, very old white man who is going to, like, have guys wear different colored pennies at practice. And he's going to talk about his beeline ball and is only coached in college. Yeah. And that's how we're going to establish culture. Like, like, like if that, that, that was like the organizational impulse and that's, I fed into it. I was like, sure, let's give it a shot. I didn't, I, I, I threw caution to the wind. I, I bought into like the offense. I did not, I, the culture stuff of it. I just like, 
with lack of access to a lot of sometimes some like it's I think it's hard for us to know until it like implodes I also or think like it leads to a partially looking at the background of Bayline's staff too, which is pretty much the same staff that JV has. So I'm like, oh, they have a strong player development base here. I'm okay with this. Well, yeah, with some carryover from the yeah. previous regime. Um, I just think some of like this organization I feel is doesn't have. I just ultimately think a lot of this is like angst, and the and I think comes from the fact that the Cavs like what is the identity? And I think sometimes we just don't know the identity and that's what yields some of these cracks in, in where this comes. And look, I, I think this team has a lot of hard decisions to make in the next like year to two years. Like Saxon's extension eligible. Allen is going to hit restricted for agency. Um, this, you know, like what do you do with Kevin Love? Like, how do you approach that? Like, I think you have to consider a lot of options if, if it's going to help you in certain ways. Like, Again, like there's just a lot, and like that, you know, who is who is making decisions in certain aspects is sort of like also unclear to some degree. Like, I don't know, man. This is just this is a it's weird a, team, and everything it, about it this team is ultimately like, weird. Yeah, everything. It's still, nothing. There's some normalcy, but there's still a lot of weirdness they got to root out. And I don't know. I wasn't expecting a Joe Varden grenade. I guess I'll call this one a grenade. Like it was a, it was, it was, it wasn't an article that had much substance, but there was quite a few takes he fired off that he probably has vetted and backed and it's a knowledgeable take. We'll say that. Um, I didn't expect it. And I was like, just reading through it. I'm like, these are actually a lot of points. I agree with too. Um, any final thoughts, Evan, any, um, anything positive in your life? Uh, the draft was fun. Um, Pokemon snap. I, my copy showed up today. So I'm excited to kind of dive into some nostalgia, but the weather's good. Hopefully it stays that way. I can get outside and clear my head more. And hopefully you guys enjoy the weather as well this weekend. Yeah. I, uh, I made a nice chicken carbonara for dinner on Sunday. Oh, that sounds lovely. It was delicious. Well, maybe we'll have to do cooking with Chris, uh, every couple of weeks. We'll just talk about good food we've made too. Just make yourself a nice dinner. Have a nice beverage. Go get yourself yeah. some ice cream. Do something nice for yourself instead of being online and yelling about this dumb basketball team. That's what I did today. I enjoyed. I went on. I went on a nice walk and enjoyed so the I. weather. So did I. Right before we recorded, it was nice. Well, I I did mine post lunch pre chores and everything. But yeah, no, it was nice. I just kind of just ignored my phone and stayed off Twitter. I haven't tweeted much, if not at all, today. So it's been great. Anyway, that's gonna be it. Um. I'm sure something else silly like the Cavs are going to like resign Mo Williams to a 10 day contract or something by the time we record next. But um, tomorrow, uh, Ben Golliver from the Washington Post from Thursday's Unlocked in NBA from uh, the Open Floor podcast from the Greatest of All Time podcast and Sharp, a whole bunch of other places. He has a book called Bubble Ball about uh, the fight to save the NBA season that comes out on May 4th. Um, I got the flip through, as I mentioned on the show, I got to flip through the advanced review copy a little bit so far. It's, it's quite a good book. Ben's one of my favorite writers, so it was a pleasure to talk to him. And that's about tomorrow's show. Some of the things we cover include the book, the parallels between the 15-16 Cavs Bowl series and the, the Heat Lakers finals from the bubble, um, talking about Garland and Sexton, talking about Kevin Love, J.B. Bickerstaff. There's a bunch of really good stuff. I think you guys find it very informative. Ben was uh, very gracious with his time. Uh, but that's going to be it for us here, Evan. Um, we're going to be back tomorrow or on Wednesday covering Cavs Suns. We'll be on WKYC then. We're going to have two video episodes. I think this week is the current plan. Yeah, that's the plan. Um, but until then, until tomorrow with myself and Ben Golliver, we'll, uh, that's it for Locked on Cavs. Uh, again, do something nice for yourself and stop worrying about this dumb basketball team on the internet.
Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.